0: Hello everybody, welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth Small Word Sports Talk. I am here in the Vikings Lounge studio. I've got Gypsy over here, she'll probably be walking all over the set and getting it going. So last we spoke, I did my power rankings from 32 all the way down to 20. And now, I'm going to give you from... 20 to 10 or 19 to 10 so let's get right into it i have at 19 the tennessee titans they crack inside the top 20 for me i think people just write them off too easily i I think i mean they're not gonna go crazy in the playoffs or anything or even make it for that matter but they're they're a decent team i mean so last year, they went 9-7. and seven. Not bad. But they had a good draft, in my opinion. They got, or would have got a top 15 pick if he didn't hurt his knee. I think Jeffrey Simmons is good. A.J. Brown fell around two. Gives the Titans a chance for another playmaker in the offense. They need playmakers. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they got Nate Davis, Amani Hooker, Both solid later-round picks. They signed Adam Humphreys to a four-year deal. The Patriots were hoping to get him, but they ended up getting him. They're going to need... I mean, basically, if they have anyone except Marcus Mariota, they're they're decent. They added Cameron Wake, which is going to be huge for the freaking defense. Getting Kenny Vaccaro back. It's a big... Listen, that defense is no joke. All right? The problem for the Titans is they're in the AFC South. It's balanced. I mean, you could rank them any way you want, one through four, without a lot of argument. Uh, I think the whole thing is obviously—you know—you got Derrick Henry. You've got you've got some playmakers. So the ability to run is going to be everything for the Titans. They got to play good defense, run the ball, and they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. Number 18, we got the Carolina Panthers. Interesting team. Last year, they went 7-9, supremely underachieved. But they cracked the top 20. I think they can make some noise. I think they can do some things. Carolina, you know, they had a few offseason moves. They were nothing crazy. They added Chris Hogan. He was probably the most notable name I think they got. Yeah, probably for sure. The Panthers struggle getting pressure on the quarterback. That's been their biggest problem. So it makes sense. They drafted an outside linebacker with the potential, obviously, of getting to the quarterback. The offensive line sucks. Horrible. They grabbed Greg Little in the second. Good move, but, I mean, we'll see if that helps. Cam Newton's shoulder is basically all that matters for them. There's no way to know what's going to happen they waited until the third round. They got Will G- Will Greer out of West Virginia. He's legit. I mean, he's not going to be right away, though. I, I, I don't know, man. The Panthers, they got the same coaching staff. They're on thin ice. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't. They're good, but they're not. I, I love DJ Moore. I think he's a fantastic wide receiver. It's just I think Hogan will help them, but. Cam Newton's arm is it okay I don't know I mean they have some growing pieces they could make a little bit of noise they're not making playoffs but listen man you never know they've got some pieces um number 16 I have the Jacksonville Jaguars a lot of people don't agree with me on that but fuck them (laughs) last year they sucked Five and eleven, but the year before that, they were no joke. Got Jalen Ramsey covering that shit. I mean, all right. So for the Jaguars, let's just say this: the defense took a step backwards, no doubt. But it felt it was more of a mental state of the team than actually their talent, because like I said, they they were good before. They continued to trend. They added on defense. They got Josh Allen with the seventh overall. He could have easily won a few picks earlier. He's legitimate. So that's big for them. But the biggest deal for them is Blake Bortles was holding him back. They signed Nick Foles. Four-year deal. I think that could change everything, man. That's a huge improvement over Blake Bortles. And it should have an instant effect on their offense. I mean, Foles has balls. And they're a team that was ballless. They had a really, really good defense. I mean, Jalen Ramsey... Has balls, but he's on the defense. It's really hard for a defensive guy to... Listen, man, if you don't have a quarterback and you're a corner, you can talk all the shit you want, but it's not going to make a difference. Um, listen, I think Jacksonville can make some noise in that division. I, I just said the AFC South is no joke. If they have Leonard Fournette healthy, I mean... They could be somebody They don't have an elite wideout Which is their problem But they have a group of average guys That are like I don't know They're pretty good I mean They didn't do much else in the offseason Which kind of sucks for them I would have ranked them higher Because I feel like they have a lot of pieces They could do something It's basically going to be about Getting the defense back on track And opening up the offense with foals They're limited at wide receiver They're going to have to figure that out But All in all I actually like the Jaguars, I really do. So let's put a little money sign there. We'll put a little money sign there. And then we'll put a little money sign there. Okay, going down the list. I don't know if I already fucked this up now because I actually skipped a team. I had the Jaguars at 16, so now I have to go backwards. I'm sorry. So the Jaguars were at 16. 17. Already fucked up. 17. I have the stupid Baltimore Ravens. And I hate them. And I don't even think they're that great. But I have them here. Because basically... Alright. So, a big reason why I have them there. They went 10-6 last year. Lamar Jackson kind of blows. But Baltimore had a pretty good... Offseason, They brought in Earl Thomas, four-year deal with him. They brought in Mark Ingram. These will solidify positions that they've been struggling with the last few seasons. They needed a running game so fucking bad because they had the defense, didn't have the running game. That's going to be big for them. Baltimore really wanted to improve on the wide receiver position because they sucked. Mostly because Lamar Jackson sucks, but whatever. They took Marquise Brown. In the first round, he's from Oklahoma. He's good. They got Miles Boykin out of Notre Dame in the third. So obviously they knew they sucked at receiver. The passing game is still always going to be a question. As long as you have Lamar Jackson and until he can prove to me that he can actually throw on a consistent basis, I'm not going to trust them. But, I mean, he's got raw talent. He can run. Overall, I mean, the Ravens made some pretty good moves. The defense is strong. The running game should be legit with Mark Ingram. Is it going to be enough to take out some of the AFC like giants? No. Not a chance. But they're definitely going to... Listen, they're in the AFC North, which is a loaded division. And they're going to be in a dogfight with everybody. So, you know, the Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns are all going to be beating the fucking living shit out of each other. And it's going to be fun to watch. So, screwed up the list a little bit. So now... So it would have been 17 Ravens, 16 Jacksonville Jaguars, and then we've got 15. Which is... the Houston Texans. Hi, Gypsy. Can you can you not walk directly on that? You're going to do it. Okay. I got the Houston Texans here. Um, so last year they went 11-5. Bill O'Brien is a pretty good coach. This is one of those teams. They actually remind me of what the Bengals were before, whereas they make the playoffs every year and then they get bounced. They got DeAndre freaking Hopkins, so I'll get to him. So basically the Texans went into this. They knew they needed to add in the secondary. That was a big thing for them. So they signed Bradley Roby. They got him. That's good. They also signed um, Calhoun, who's pretty legit. The draft, not great they really needed to do something and they really didn't, they drafted some not even worth going over, okay? Um, man, I mean, wow, now that I'm really reading into this and thinking about it. Listen, they have freaking DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, so that alone is going to make them somebody. That's as strong of a duo as you can get. Will Fuller should be healthy. And if they got him, listen, man, Fuller, he was a beast for a few weeks. And he still could, listen, I'm talking myself out of this. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Bill O'Brien, you big dummy. Christ. Look at me. I'm already fucking whatever, you know? I bet you I nailed it, though. I bet you the Texans are going to be 15 somehow, and I'm going to nail that pick, even though I don't feel strong about it at all right now. (laughs) Jesus. I'll tell you what I do feel strong about, though. So that was not a great explanation of why I put the Houston Texans at 15. Uh, I, I put them there for DeAndre Hopkins. Suck it. So at 14, at 14, baby, I have the Cleveland Browns. Yes, a team last year that went 7-8-1. Yes, Baker Mayfield is feeling dangerous. And I am feeling sick to my stomach because I'm a Bengals fan and they could suck it. But I got to be honest. So the Browns were crazy in the offseason, obviously. They landed Odell Beckham Jr., um, Oliver Vernon. They, They got some big names. They gave up Jabril Peppers, who's good. Kevin Zeitler and two draft picks. It's a pretty good haul for both sides, but we saw how things played out. The Browns got also, um, what's his name? Sheldon Richardson, three year deal. They drafted Grady Williams, who, middle of the second round, man, he is big and he's great. And he's like, I think he's going to be a sick corner. Um,. Got a whole new staff. Freddie Kitchens, he earned the head coaching job. I don't... Listen, when they get when they get to the point where they could be in the playoffs, that could hurt them a lot. But right now, they seem to believe in the guys. So I'm not going to hate on it yet. Um, the weapons are there on the offensive side, man. They have, you know, Odell Beckham. They have Njoku who is their tight end, who's just so good. They have Jarvis Landry... They've got a bunch of guys that can ball, not to mention after we gate, you've got Kareem Hunt, you got Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield's a stud. The Browns are no fucking joke. So the weapons obviously are there on the offensive side. You have monster pass rushers. You've got Miles Garrett. The list goes on, man. The Browns seem to have finally put together a successful roster, but now we've just got to see how it plays out. Okay, so as I said, Gypsy just totally stepped on everything and fucked it all up. (laughs) So, as I was saying, the Browns, we still have to see them put it together. But their roster is absolutely filthy, and they're probably going to be pretty decent. Which brings me to number 13. This is going pretty quickly. Number 13, we have the Green Bay. Some people don't think that they should be that high. I don't care. They went 6-9-1. I'll say this about the Packers. It took a long time, but Mike McCarthy's out of town. They got a new guy. They got new offensive. They got, they got a pretty much new everything almost. Green Bay added on the defensive side with Adrian Amos, Preston Smith. They got uh, Zadarius Smith. They didn't stop. They've been adding people, man. You know, Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. They needed a defensive end. They needed someone to rush the pass, so They got him. They also added Darnell Savage Jr. out of Maryland. The secondary has potential to have a major jump this year. I mean, the Packers looked to fill some holes in the offensive line. They signed Billy Turner. They drafted Jenkins. With the stubborn coaching staff out of the way, the Packers... Listen, man, they could be able to turn a corner. They've obviously got Aaron Rodgers, still an elite quarterback, but now they have to understand the time is ticking. That's why they did so many signings. That's why they're going for it. They need to win now. They know that. Devontae Adams has turned into one of the better wideouts in the league, but they got to pick up some more. They have to get more guys. They got to get new guys. Because, like I said, the clock is ticking. I think they're going to take a big step forward. I think they're going to really go for it um, this year. And, um, yeah, number 13, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Number 12, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Not in love with that pick that I made myself. But, like I said, this is an unbiased thing. I don't truly believe in the Seattle Seahawks. But when I went over every single team and I made this list, the the proof is in the pudding there. So they went 10-6 last year. They re-signed Russell Wilson. That was obviously a huge priority because he was talking about walking out. So they know they have him. Now they have to utilize him. No more running around like a crazy dummy. Seattle seemingly holds themselves back by being moronic. And obviously they have a strong defense. Even though they let a few pieces go in the last few seasons. They drafted an upside pass rusher out of TCU in round one. They followed with Marquise Blair. They got, listen, DK Metcalf. If he figures it out, that could be a problem. I mean, you lost Baldwin, which was a problem. But as long as Wilson stays healthy, Seattle can win against a lot of teams, man. I mean, having the Rams in their division is not a great thing because the Rams are going to beat up on them. Um, San Francisco and Arizona, though, I mean, they're improving, but they're not there yet. So they should still be able to beat up on them. Seattle is still a top-half team. But they're for sure not a top 10 team. I don't know if you... the. What I'm trying to say is, even though I have them at 12 and it seems like from 10 to 12 shouldn't be a huge gap, it really is. It is a big gap. And I don't think that Pete Carroll's that great of a coach. I think he's a great motivator. Suck it, Ted. I think he's a great motivator. But I think that when push comes to shove, like, you know, when you're winning, everything's fine. But when you're losing, I don't think he can outcoach anybody and, and get them the win. So, 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 so. Where are we at, though? Where am I at now? Okay. So, we are at 11 of the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of people have them in the top... Freaking top five, freaking top ten. Like I said, there's a big difference between the top ten and anything outside of the top ten. They're good. Not not saying they're not good. I just don't think they're as good as people think they are. The Colts, let's just go over the Colts. They traded back in the draft. It gave them three second-round picks to work with, okay? This came after signing Justin Houston to a two-year deal, which is a big deal. Huh. They got Devin Funches to a one-year deal. Now, despite having a ton of money in free agency, they didn't overspend on anybody, which is huge. But they also didn't get a stud. So they're continuing to go with this strategy, kind of the same as last year. Their second picks reviewed, I feel like they were a success, especially Paris Campbell seems legit. They've got, I'm trying to think here. Who do they got here? They got Frank Reich, Reich, who's decent. I don't know. We don't know what he's going to be. They've got a couple of physical corners. Rocky Sin, that dude could be fucking sweet name, number one. And number two, he's a physical motherfucker. He he fucking puts some hurt into people. Definitely going to be getting some penalties, but he's awesome. They got two outside linebackers. They can put him in sub packages. I mean, I feel like they're, they got Andrew Luck, obviously. When he's healthy, they're pretty good. When he's not, they blow. That's obvious. Their front office sucks. The coaching staffs, whatever. But the team seems to be somewhat on track. They have weapons. Just got to figure it out. Just got to put it to... This look kind of like the Browns. They just got to put it together. And see what they can do. And that's where we're... Wow, that's it. Do I do 10? Because I screwed up before. And I gave you 20 when I shouldn't have given you 20. I think I'm going to give you 10. No, you know what? I'm not going to give you 10. Because I want you guys to tune in. I'm going to give you 10. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll give you 10. Why not? You guys want 10? And I'll give you 10. A lot of people are going to think that I am foolish. Because at number 10, I have the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people have forgotten. They seem to feel like the Falcons are just nothing now. I don't know why. I'll tell you, the, the Falcons had two first-round picks, and both of them went to the offensive line. That's fucking smart. Matt Ryan stays upright, and they're a different team, man. I'm telling you that right now. They didn't have the sexiest draft, and they didn't make any crazy moves. But listen, the Falcons needed to address the offensive line. And they did. And guess what else they did? They brought back the same offense. They don't have Tevin Coleman. But, hey man, this is going to be an interesting situation to watch. Okay? I, I I feel like they can be somebody. Adrian Claiborne is going to be on the outside for Atlanta now. He signed a one-year deal. Overall, this team didn't make too many notable moves in the offseason. season. But there wasn't a tremendous need to. Like I said, this is a strong, legitimate, solid team. The defense struggled to stay healthy last year. And that's why they had a lot of mediocre play. But a healthy Atlanta Falcons will always contend. And that's what people need to understand and realize. They shored up the offensive line. The defense is going to get healthy. They have Calvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu, Julio Jones, Hold the dick. They can be somebody. So, Falcons at 10. There you go. You had the 20. 210. I'm going to give you the top 10 or the top 1 through 9. The next time, those are my power rankings. Thank you so much for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. I love you. You're the best. Also, side note, if you want to follow my fucking band who is going to crush it. It's me and my buddy, Matthew LaPierre. We do acoustic covers and we do acoustic originals. We're called Acoustic Penetration. Yes, it's a great name. No, you can't have it. It's fantastic. Follow us at, go on Instagram. Find us. Okay? Acoustic Penetration and then the dash and then uh, music. And there you go. There you have it. So, Thank you for the support. You guys are great. Big Mouth Small Word Sports Talk loves you. Bye.